Coming up, a futures-based podcast between uh, Juan, who has been on this podcast several times before, and then a college friend of mine, uh, Nick DiMatteo, who your boy Ann Dizzle is here for some, uh, the two of them here for some futures talk, talking NFL bets, guys that we would appreciate for some of the odds that are coming in. Uh, totals for this season in terms of receiving yards and MVP and comeback player of the year, things like that. So got an engaging podcast coming up here. Appreciate those two guys uh, staying up on a Wednesday night, although not so much for Nick as a pharmacist out in Utah. He is uh, two hours behind, which I think came up once or twice. So we had a good time. It was good connecting with these guys. Um, I actually lived with the two of them in college for a little while. And uh, so it was very nice, um, collegial, fun. Hope you enjoy. Thanks as always for listening. I'm locked out, so this is multitasking. Well, I love it. We got um, one at the top complaining about logging into Bavada, and we're off. We're rolling. Uh, got another episode of the podcast, and I got my dear friends Nicholas, Paul DiMatteo, and Juan. Hey. Just one syllable. <laughs> I like it. Did you figure it out, one? You in? No, I have to contact their chat. This is how this season starts off. This is not going to be good. I can't get back to gambling. What are we even trying to do? What can we do for you? Unlock my account, please. This bodes well for me to kick your butt and guess the lines later uh, later this fall. That is true. I mean, it's unfortunate that Bovada is the only place in the world you can see the lines, so that's not good for me. Well, that's. I don't feel that's accurate. That's all. That also sounds like an excuse, so you just need to... Imagine if... What if gambling was legal in like certain states? Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So we talk about gambling to start off the episode, and that's exactly what we're going to focus on for this episode because uh, I wanted to have you guys on because I wanted to talk about uh, some futures here for this season. And then we'll hit some bold predictions and ultimately get to like what you guys uh, – what's your favoring for – Super Bowl and league champions and division winners and all that. But I thought we could uh, start with, I think this is maybe becoming my favorite category by year, most interceptions thrown. So, Nick, is there anybody that comes to your mind just off the top of your head uh, that you would love to wager on for most interceptions thrown for this season? It kind of hurts my heart to say it, but like I think it's got to be Trevor Lawrence because he's not going to get pulled for anything. Like he's still young, he's still just like throwing everywhere. Like I think it's like this was like the most serious pick of all these categories that we did, where I was like, okay, I think this one's actually possible, and I think it may come true. Which think, Juan? I'll let you answer, and then I'm going to give you the right answer. So that was on. That was my first instinct when I, I was trying to think about this. Was Trevor? Oh, come on, one of you. I can same deal reason with as Nick, you. but that was Calm not down. my final answer. No, no, no. That, that's not actually what I wrote down, and that's not my final Good answer. Day. But that was the first one that came to my mind. I actually, was trying to decide between two. In my final answer for this, I went okay. with Jameis. I got Jameis is throwing the most interceptions this year, followed closely by Justin Fields. Huh. I thought about Jameis, and I was like, you know what? That's going to be too popular of a pick. I like to go against the grain. I'm a bit of a hipster that way. You know, this is why I lose all my money because I always pick You've the picks. Been, that I you've always been a hipster want, for that. But, 
Yeah. I think Big, uh, Trevor has Gamble. better. Trevor was more likely to throw more interceptions than Jameis was, I'm pretty sure. If you look at the odds, isn't it uh, Zach Wilson? Um, who is two? Um, well, now I'm going to Trevor, Trevor was above yeah. 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 yeah, Trevor I, was pulling it up now. One okay. where I saw. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling it up now. I don't, I I didn't have Trevor written down because he I think he's going to figure some stuff out this year. Maybe that's a blind um, optimism because I really just he's got a competent adult at coach this year, um, as opposed to the the jerkwad that was leading the squad last year. So I feel like that's got to go some uh, some lengths for Trevor to be able to try to figure it out second year. Uh, I think it'll help to have ETN back for the uh, for the Jags too. So the, the one that stuck out to me was the one that Juan mentioned was Justin Fields. I don't know why, but at 10 to 1, that seems like decent value uh, for a guy that, again, is in his second year, but he seems to be maybe the, the worst of the three guys that came out last year at the top. And he's playing in Chicago, a.k.a. the Windy City. And uh, the Bears haven't had a competent quarterback in forever, so maybe that kind of juju rubs off on him. And then – Equally as good odds, I thought, was Zach Wilson, which is who I bet on last year. I felt good about him going up through most of the season. Um, So I felt like both of those two guys would be pretty solid bets for throwing the ball to the other team the most. I'm insulted that you guys picked up Trevor as the the go-to. I mean, he'll be up there, right? Like, he's going to be up there. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I got it here now. I, okay, so Zach Wilson has moved to eight to one, which is the leader. Trevor ten to one, Fields nine to one. I, I got to be honest. I was doing division predictions and everything. I feel like the Jags are going to be uh, much improved from last year. Not meaning they're going to like go to the Super Bowl, but I feel like they have to be better than what they were last season. And for that reason, Trevor's not going to throw as many interceptions because the two kind of correlate for me. Yeah, I think he'll definitely take a step up. I just still think he might. I think at the end of the year, he'll be in the top group of interception throwers, no matter what. Um, I think they'll have a better defense this year, which will definitely help him out. And hopefully ETN can stay healthy. And between, you know, having ETN and Denard Robinson running backs, that should be pretty good. On who Quick has, question. Uh, I just, I'm, okay, go ahead, Nick. Is Trevor going to be running more? Is that what I'm seeing? Like, in all the practices, they're showing the highlights of him doing, like, options and just taking off. I mean, he has a, again, he has a competent adult as his head coach this year as compared to the Dimbleweed that was running the show last year. So, He's got the ability. We watched it at Clemson for three years. He can move a little bit, so that would probably improve their offense if he was able to read defenses enough to be able to improvise and then move. I think he definitely has the ability to. I just don't know if they'll ask him to. I think that they – I mean, he's got so much arm talent. I feel like they don't need to rely on that, and why even take the chance unless – it's make or break and getting them in the playoffs or Super Bowl run, but I don't even know why they would even subject him to that unless they have to. So I would be surprised. The other guys in the Fair. league, absolutely, but I just, I, 
Yeah. I would think his ability to, if he's running more, then I think his chances to win this award, to throw the most interceptions, I feel like the two have got to be inverse. And if he's running more, it means he's making the decision not to throw it in traffic, which means he's not throwing interceptions. So I would hope that he runs more because I want to see him do well. I'd, I'd like to root for the Jags, especially now that they don't have that Jag off running the show. But I guess we'll see. Nice. Juan, I was going to hit you with uh, who who has uh, – what do you think your odds are for your quarterbacks, Juan? For inter- for which part? For interceptions thrown? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I just saw what Bakers were, and Bakers were 15-1. to 1. Okay. From what I just saw, I, I do you, not think Baker will be throwing the most interceptions in the league this year. No. Okay, so I'm just asking you though. So where's Sammy then? If Baker's about the 15 to one range, where's your boy Sammy Darnold? He's not. There's no chance he throws the most interceptions because that, the only reason why that would happen is if Baker gets hurt and there's no other option. He would never. He would get yanked too soon. Like there, there's no way he could get that bad because he's got too much competition. So it would have to be Baker starts, gets hurt in the first game, Sam comes in and plays the rest of the year, and just there's so many interceptions. So I just don't like that bet for Sam because I don't see a path where that happens unless something terrible happens to Baker. So is this entirely depressing that I'm going to tell you that Bavada has the two of them listed among the top uh, 20 or so odds makers for uh, or, or odds for uh, most interceptions thrown? Bavada has Baker at 18-1, Sammy at 20-1. Right next to each other. Yeah, I'll save you some money and do not bet a single one of them. Better over about, instead. Yeah, yeah. How about Brady at thirty <laughs> to one? That's interesting. <laughs> uh, Brady he'll say, throw Justin like James four interceptions and thirty-five touchdowns. Uh, and then we got who's the other one? I noticed uh, Stafford at twelve to one. Just kind of interesting that the, you know, guy that just won the Super Bowl eight months ago is that high. Um, I wanted to what, hit what you was, guys. What is Stafford? I'm sorry, twelve to one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. There's other people in that range I think are better bets. Yeah, like he'll get the volume, but yeah. I think he's good enough that he won't. Yeah. Or he doesn't care enough because the Rams are just score enough. So. <laughs> yeah, or, or again, the Rams don't care enough. So they just keep chucking it, and Stafford keeps throwing to the other team, and they don't they don't care. Uh, let's roll with – I'm going to hit you guys next with – I want to go to – let's go to Coach of the Year. Switch to the guys behind the oh, Coach oh, of the Year. I'm ready so, for this one. <laughs> that scares me. And I'm immediately looking into where Bill Belichick is. Oh, okay. So I didn't Nick, even look at the, the odds on this Bill one. I don't care what the odds are. No, what? Here's what I've got. All right, are you ready? Make your case. Well, I have got Mike Tomlin, coach of the year. I think uh, the Steelers easily. Right, it's been fun. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and end this. It's been a great night. Hope you guys have a good evening. We'll talk to you later.
the Steelers easily have the worst roster in the NFL. They easily have the worst fans in the NFL. They're going to get no home field advantage. They've got no quarterback. Their quarterbacks are all trash. So I think this is Mike Tomlin's to lose. If he gets four wins, I think he is easily coach of the year. That's all it's going what to take. Four notebook? wins for the Steelers, just... coach of the year. What's on your notebook that was so revelatory to help you come up with that astute assumption? Um, I don't know. I did actual thinking today, which is, you know, a nice change of pace for me. I really didn't write anything, actually, other than those four points that I made. Oh, he'll get the best out of his players. That's on my notebook, too. His uh, motivational speaking, just incredible. Like, this is going to be the – if they get four wins – they should not get four wins, but Mike Tomlin will push them over that edge into four-win territory, and that's why he deserves Coach of the Year. You actually think they're going to win four games this year? That's it? Yeah, thanks to Mike Tomlin. I mean, I think that's a little optimistic. I don't even think they get to three, but okay. If you think four, I'll take it. It's the easiest bet. See what's... Free money. You guys are... You guys are just trying to rankle me, and um, I think they're in the seven range. So obviously, it's not working. You two jag offs are trying to get under my skin with the whole Tom. Who, who gets who gets more wins this year, the Panthers or the Steelers? I think it's the Steelers by one. Matt, Nick, you were asking for it. Steelers. Like you just kept calling us the Tomlinites. Like I don't know what you, <laughs> you expect. You are the Tomlinites. You guys are riding the top. You guys are. Which one of you is driving the Tomlin uh, bandwagon? Me. You know I'm, I'm a big fan of leaders. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna derail this by me going off on Tomlin yet again. You guys are trying to irk me into that. It's not gonna work. I'm gonna get us back on with Coach of the Year. And Matt, can you remind me what the name of their new stadium is? By the way, I forgot what it's called. It kind of slipped my mind. Aryan Share it's Stadium. That. It's called Heinz Field. Uh, Tomlin right, is twenty-two to one to win Coach of the Year, so I'm very happy that he is so low. Um, heaven forbid he has a losing season because whew, that'd be the first one. I don't. I think they're going to have a losing season. I think that's pretty much guaranteed. I don't. I don't see them going nine and eight. That seems. Um, that seems pretty difficult to track for them to climb. Uh, but Juan, their their win total is seven and a half. So what is the Panthers five and a half? Uh, that I think it's up. I've seen six or six and a half now. We we said five and a half. That was I think before okay. the Baker news. I think it's between six and six and a half now. So. Yeah. Okay. So Bavada, which we usually go to as our vaunted uh, staple for what we look at, is six and a half. Steelers seven and a half. I would bet the Steelers under, and you know I'd bet the Panthers under, barely for both. I think they're at six and seven. Um, Juan, who you like for coach of the year? This one was tough for me. Um, I, I think I kind of just talked myself into this because I want this team to do well, kind of as like my, my West Coast team roof workers are kind of fun. I, I do not see this actually probably happening, but I'm going to hope it's going to happen. So that's why I went with this. I said uh, Josh McDaniels, Las Vegas. I, I want to see Las Vegas do well. First year, um, their car. Hunter Renfro, Devontae in a new place. I kind of just want that to be just like that exciting team to be kind of like the underdogs. Um, so I, I kind of want them to have a good year. And so if they're going to have a good year, then I think first year coach in that city, 
I, I, that's how I went with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I'm hinting at a future podcast here, but I actually have the Raiders at 10-7. and 7. I'm with you. I kind of want them to be good. I think they may be pretty good with Josh McDaniels. And they've also, you're thinking they bring back Waller, Derek Carr, who I, in a previous podcast, mentioned was a top 10 quarterback. Uh, they've got our boy Hunter Renfro. Um, defense is pretty solid. Um, I think they're going to be pretty good, and I'm with you. I, I don't love that bet, but I'm with you that I want to see them do well. And he is currently coming in at 18-1, to 1, which is – Sort of in that range of good value. So who you got? I, you, is that who you're thinking, or who you? No, so I didn't, I didn't have him on my list. I, I he was on my, I guess, uh, short list of four guys who I was thinking maybe. Um, I want to root for Doug Peterson and the Jags at twenty to one. Um, Todd Bowles at twenty five to one. Uh, last I checked, where is he at now? Todd Bowles. Yeah, twenty five to one is the Bucks coach. I mean. Brady's going to run the offense, run the show, not Bowles. So that seems like it's a pretty, pretty fair value. Uh, but the one I really like is Nathaniel Hackett, sixteen to one. That's the one that I I wanted him to be the Steelers coach if we could somehow get Tomlin out and Rogers, offense coordinator in Green Bay, uh, sixteen to one. New Broncos coach. He's going to have Russ Wilson. Um, he's going to have a tough division, but. That was the one that if I'm going to go for any value, I mean, Brandon Staley's in the same division at 14 to one. I like Nathaniel Hackett more than, more than Staley is the chargers coach. Um, so I think for being not the favorite, I liked Hackett. You guys think I'm crazy for jumping onto the Broncos? Uh, I, I don't like the Broncos this year. That was actually one of my predictions. I think, Russ in that new city. They also, they also already lost Tim Patrick, right? One of their best wide receivers. I, I'm not on the Broncos this year at all. I have them kind of like I'm wishing Las Vegas to do well. I'm kind of wishing for Denver and all that to crash a little bit. So I'm with John. Russell Wilson is so unlikable to me that <laughs> I, I like, I find it so hard to root for him. Like it's just Man. tough. I threw out an idea and like a, you guys just shot it out of the air. I just, I liked him. I think he's a, and this is going to come back and look stupid in four months, but I thought he was a pretty good offensive mind that helped out Rogers and green Bay. And uh, I think he's going to help out kind of let Russ run the show. I mean, Peyton Manning performed pretty well in Denver and he was like a two decade vet with neck problems. So I think the Broncos have a, have a very Are you good comparing roster. Peyton Manning to Russell Wilson? I just want to. No, I'm comparing the situation of the fact that Russ is coming in with some good offensive weapons. Um, a decent situation. Well, as as someone who tries to block out the 2015 Super Bowl, but may still remember parts of it, let me tell you the reason why that team won was not because of their quarterback play. No, it's because. Von Miller got to the quarterback every time in 0.5 seconds, and basically there was made it look like there was no offensive line. So, yeah, it was yeah, they have that same play. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we I, we we don't talk about that. It's a shame they canceled the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, that would have been a real bummer if the Panthers had gone and played the Broncos. Yeah, what happened? Too bad didn't happen. Have the Panthers made the Super Bowl any other time besides that? I can't remember. Oh, okay. uh, nope, that was it. Actually, that didn't even happen that time. It almost happened. Yeah, it almost happened. Coldplay almost played at halftime that year. Um, kind of like in, what was it, 2003, the Panthers almost went and played the Patriots, but um, that one didn't happen either. 
so much hatred. Yeah, crazy. Um, All right, Nick, you get next pick. What category are we going to next? Hmm. Let me consult my notebook. Let's see. And you can't pick league champions or uh, Super Bowl. That's last. Okay. Um. Let's go with receiving yards. All right. Who? Okay, so Nick, who you like off the top for receiving yards? I like Devontae Adams. I think that like he was yeah, kind we of. We got a lot of Raiders love on this. What's that? Oh, we got a lot of Raiders love. love. Yeah. I like. Um, part of me is like, oh no, like it was definitely Aaron Rodgers that made him as good as he is. But like, another part of me is like, oh man, he's going back to his first true love, like his college quarterback. Like, there's no way this goes poorly. <laughs> like, he's gonna be looking for him. He's got Hunter Renfro and Waller. Like, they're going to get their yards. But I really think, like, especially, like, first year, like, in the system, like, Carr is definitely going to be throwing to Devontae Adams. And I also, the fact that he said that he was going from one Hall of Fame quarterback to the other, it's just gravy on top. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this this is going to work out well. Did you see he had to clarify that after the fact and said that it is not what he meant to say, but everyone keeps running with it. So, Well, no, I don't want you to clarify it because I want to run with it. All right, I will, I will clarify it then. Is this, is this going to be like – I kind of get vibes of with Devontae going to play with Derek Carr. I kind of picture, not to bring him up in the moment, but when Deshaun was throwing a nuke in, I want to say, 20 20- – 18 and i think that was the season i had the two of them on my fantasy team not to get too much into my fantasy team but um that was such a it was like a cheat code having the two of them because nobody could guard nuke and nobody could stop deshaun and when you threw one to the other it was like they had such a connection from being clemson guys and they I remember now. I think they barely overlapped in their time at Clemson together, um, if at all. But it was just like a no, like a familiarity. Yeah, I, uh, thinking. I can't keep track in the moment, um, but it was just a like a familiarity. Like that's my guy, and it's like Devontae Adams and and Derek Carr are going to have that more so to an extent, maybe than even Deshaun and Nuke had. Um, and I'm with you. I feel like that's and Deshante is the leader in the clubhouse or the. No, he's twelve to one, so he's up there. Yeah, he's not the leader. The leader, for the record, is Justin Jefferson. He of the Kirk Cousins tandem, eight to one. That's not who I, I like got. That's one of those lines that people set is the favorite, so that somebody's like, oh. I can bet on the favorite and still get eight to one. Like it's a trap. Like it's very clearly, like just meant to get people. Yeah, that seems like Justin Jefferson's going to accrue yards because Kirk Cousins is behind and needs to just chuck it up to the one of the league's best receivers. Juan, who you got? I don't know if I trust Kirk Cousins enough to be able to make that happen. I think that's the biggest problem, right? Like you have to trust these quarterbacks at least a little bit. I mean, they could still be garbage time, but I feel like 
I keep like the Devontae Adams one. I don't know if Derek Carr could just get the ball to, to Devontae Adams enough. Like, has Devontae Adams ever won the receiving title? Come on, John. That's not in my notebook. So. I don't know. It's like <laughs> he can't win it with Devontae Adams. How is he going to win it with Derek Carr? You mean with Rodgers? So. Well, yeah, it's what well, I, oh, Daniels yeah. is. Come on, John. You're bringing Daniels facts is a, and logic. Is a great offensive mind, I I'm guess. A, I'm a gut guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do we think about one? One, what about your MVP last year? Cooper Cup. 17 to 1. 17 to 2, sorry. 8.5 to 1. That's a big difference. No, my pick, I'm going with CD Lamb. All right. I Ugh. think they're going to let. Let let Dak feast. There's no one else to catch the ball on that team. So I think CeeDee Lamb is about to get a, a ton of throws his way. Um, I mean, is, Zeke is not really scaring anyone at this point. Him and Pollard are just kind of splitting time back there doing whatever. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. So uh, give me some CeeDee Lamb. What's his odds? So CeeDee Lamb, we got 14 to 1. He's in that range. Not as good as I would not, Yeah, it's... Okay, not as good as I would have liked, but. Well, I'm, I'm about to give you guys my pick. Um, it's about to blow your minds. It's Chase Claypool, 100 to 1. No, I'm just kidding. That's not real. That's that's stupid. Did you guys see that he called himself one of the top three you receivers in the NFL? Me. He's not even a top three wide receiver on his team. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, come on, calm down, calm down. He's top three on his team. He might be two by the end of this season. He might be three, but um, no, I think I think Jamar Chase is intriguing at ten to one. I mean, he's got Burrow as his quarterback. He's going to play in a tough division though. That AFC North is going to be a dogfight for all three, of the, all four of those teams. Um, I, I don't know. I this would be a category where I would stay away because I I don't love. I, I think Coop's maybe the best bet out of those, but. He's not going to, after having the season that he had, he's not going to put up the numbers like he put up last year again. Um, I don't know that I trust Devontae Adams. This is entirely a category for me to stay away. I guess if I had to pick one for this category, I don't know why, but I'm real high on the Bills this year. Juan, you know last year I was basically like predetermining Josh Allen was going to have some sort of season-ending season uh, debilitating injury. And this season I am I'm very high on the Bills. Uh, and Diggs is fourteen to one. Um, he's gotten paid though, which is always a red flag for me because a guy is not trying to prove anything. He's complacent. Um, so maybe Mike Evans twenty-five to one, uh, having Brady as his quarterback if he can stay healthy. So this is just category that I was interested to get your guys' thoughts, especially because Juan wanted to give Coop Cup the MVP last season. But this is not one that I would uh, jump into this category. I mean, he, he should have won last season. We're not going to go back to that. We'll move on to this year. But, uh, I mean, honestly, is betting on Cooper Cup a bad a bad pick right now? I mean, what's changed that's going to make him go down compared to last year? I mean, no, I, mean I don't think he's going to go yeah, so I think I, it's more just a, a mental thing of there's no way a guy who had a season like he did last year can replicate that and do the same thing again this year. There's, I mean, the laws of feasibility just don't determine that that would be so. All right, we'll see. Matt, what exactly are the laws of feasibility? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is this like the laws of gravity? Or like, where, where does this fit? I'll send you the link to the Wikipedia page. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> at, which is a good segue, not at all, to rushing arts. Um, <laughs> I, and I want Nick... <clears throat> Yeah, I want Nick to make the case. You want me to go first? That no, I, I want you to make the case that uh, Damian Harris <clears throat> is the better Harris fella over Najee. Go. Well, I think it's clear he's the better running back. Um, I mean, he's much more handsome. Um, he plays for a team that has much better uniforms. He plays for a team with uh, better That's fans. False. I think um, that's False. pretty clear. Actually, I did have Najee Harris as uh, leading the league in rushing. Let me give you some reasons why. Truly, what a what a fantastic seg by your host. What a brilliant Yeah, transition. you had no idea. Well, so I was thinking, it's going to be pure volume that Najee Harris wins the rushing title. So back to my previous point about their um, – being no quarterbacks on that roster and it just being completely devoid of talent. So I was on YouTube today and I found a video from June of last year of Najee Harris throwing out the first pitch at a Pittsburgh Pirates game. Pretty good pitch. See, do we know his, hold on. Uh, yeah. Pretty good pitch. Are we, are we aware? Is he available? Can he start tomorrow? Oh, I'm getting there. For the Pirates. So, okay. Yeah, I, I so his pitch, it was pretty fast for just a flick of a wrist. So I think that was evidence enough that he can throw. So what I'm thinking is with having no quarterbacks on the entire roster, the Steelers are just going to come and put Najee Harris at Wildcat for the entire year. And he's because of the threat, they're going to watch the scouting report on this guy and they're going to find that video from 2021 and they're going to be like, oh, this guy can throw the ball. He's going to get like five yards of carry every Wildcat play. That's all they're going to run. It's going to be like 1930s football. Just one guy running the ball with like the small chance that he does throw it. And when he does throw it, it's going to be like an 80-yard completion. It's going to be great. But he is going to lead the, re lead the league in rushing yards in my book. And I, I just want to say something real fast. I, I hate to be a Mr. Logic again to this, Nick, but so he's going to lead the league in rushing. And can you go back and remind me how many wins the Steelers are going to get this year again? Four, if they're lucky. They don't have a quarterback. <laughs> they're going to score. Okay, so he's going to lead the league in rushing. And win. He's going to get five yards per carry, but they're going to win four games. And he's going to lead the league in rushing. Yeah, because, well, see, what's going to happen is they're going to punt on third down because it's safer. Mike oh, Collins okay, that's make true. Sure that they do, yeah, that they don't turn the ball no, over because he, he's that good of a coach. Okay. Yeah, no turnovers. Know, they're going to lead the league in turnover margin. Still win four games. I just, I'm having such a difficult time wrapping my head around in the last two and a half, three minutes of whatever you just said. Okay, so – there's no way that he's going to lead the league in rushing based on the fact they don't have a quarterback because 
their quarterback situation is better than I would argue many others across the league. But I think you do have a point that they're going to be giving him the ball a lot. They're not going to do Wildcat. Calm down. Calm down there, buckaroo. You, uh, you, have you seen the first pitch, year. Matt? Are you a real Pittsburgh fan? <laughs> I've seen the first pitch. You have not seen the first pitch. I don't want to hear about no Wildcat from you. I bet Mike Tomlin's seen it. He does all of his research. Yeah, hey, he Matt, looks who's like got, this who's got bigger hands, guys. Matt? Najee or Kenny Pickett? Najee's hands are 10 and a half inches. I also looked that up today. I came prepared oh, for this one. I'm not one. doubting the skill. I am not doubting the skill or the uh, acumen of my son Najee. But, uh, I, I, I mean, he's going to have a chance to win the rushing title. But they're not going to They're not gonna wildcat. I just had to pause for a second with that. Because the offense coordinator is going through this whole thing this season where he's going to try and make an impact. And he's going to try and show his worth before he gets kicked to the curb. Because Tomlin boots everybody except himself and doesn't. Anyway, so I think Najee at uh, fourteen to one is is a solid bet. I just think he had such a good year last I year. I want you to know line's going to be improved. When Datko's in his car listening to this, he is going to be screaming because he can't come to my defense. He is going to agree with me so much. He's going to be so disappointed that. <laughs> you would not recognize what this season is going to be. You mean four wins and Najee running the Wildcat? Yeah. Datco agrees. You can ask him. Actually, Matt, I got a question for you. How many times this year will Najee take the ball out of Wildcat formation? How many times does he get it out of Wildcat? You want me to give you a specific number? I'd probably say in the teens. That many? Okay. I was gonna. Okay. I was gonna set that over under I'm, like around per five game. Or so okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably be in the teens for the season. I mean, they had guys last year. Every time there were moments where they lined up with guys like um, Jalen Samuels under center in the shotgun and. Um, I mean, they try to, Matt Canada tries to get creative with the things they do on offense and Claypool would come across as Ben was hiking it. And they, I mean, he tries to get creative. So I would think that they would understand with Najee as potent a weapon as he is, that they would try to utilize him as much as possible. So I would say in the teens for Najee, but I don't, I really think they're going to try and roll with Drabitsky and, uh, and if that fails, they're going to go to pick it. I think they're going to try and build something with one of those two guys and, uh, you know, trying to elude that evasive losing season for Tomlin. Interesting. I think, I think Najee at, at 14. Yeah. I think Najee at 14 to one is decent Juan, Who you like for most rushing yards. So actually my first instinct was, this was actually Najee, but then I looked a little harder and I talked myself out of it. And I, I kind of just backed into, I think one of the, uh, the most boring plays. Cause I think he's just going to be up there. And that's just Jonathan Taylor with how good he's oh, been. I, I, that's boring. What? It is boring, but like they don't, I, he's going to be up there. I mean, like he's so freaking good. 
So I, I I'm not I'm not placing the bet, but I think he's going to be up there. Because what's my assignment here? To find value in someone to place a bet on, or to say who I actually think is going to do it? Because I think he has the best chance of actually winning that title. And I'm not I don't want to put money on that, but I, I I'm still taking him, and I feel good about my chances. So my okay. question to you then is one that I've pondered: is does does his case get um, emboldened or is it weakened by Matt Ryan under center as opposed to Carson Wentz? I don't think it changes anything. Really? I mean, Car- Carson Wentz is not doing anything. Matt Ryan, let me tell you, has playing him twice a year for the last however many years. I haven't been worried about Matt Ryan in a very long time. So I, I don't think it really is going to change anything for Jonathan Taylor. Not going to change anything for them passing the ball. Uh, Matt Ryan is out the door. No one's going to be afraid of Matt Ryan. I think they're going to realize that pretty quickly and say, hey, Jonathan, just uh, take this hand off and see what you can do as many times as they can every single game. And just hope Matt Ryan doesn't lose it. All right, I have a question. Who's a better passer, Matt Ryan or Najee Harris? <laughs> you gotta send me that video and then I can give you a better answer will do yeah send the video alright so if Juan's going Jonathan Taylor Najee's going or Nick's going Najee I I see the name I guess that I would go with on this list Nick Chubb's really good 10 to 1 and the Browns are going to rely on him for however many games Deshaun is out and then Deshaun's going to come back maybe at some point and he's still going to be their lead back on a on an offense that should be pretty good with an offensive line that's pretty solid, on a team that's going to rely on the offensive uh, on running on offense. So is Nick Chubb? Is that for that could be for for Chris at, at ten to one? Nick Chubb, crazy. I, I mean, I'm not Chris, but I'll say I don't think it's crazy. No. Yeah. I, for for all the reasons you just said, I think. Maybe the biggest concern is if Deshaun doesn't come back at all the entire year and they have no one. I mean, oh, they have a Jacoby Brissett. Oh, heaven forbid. Yeah, yeah I just don't know if, yeah, I just don't know if without Deshaun, if there's any threat of a passing game, if people just load up to stop Chubb too much. And uh, we'll see what happens, though. How dare you criticize Josh Rosen that way? Say Jacoby Brisket gets hurt. You know Josh Rosen is next up for the Browns. How dare you belittle his talents, Juan? I mean, he is the chosen Rosen. I mean, however many teams (laughs) had the biggest regrets of their life by passing on him, right? So, Yep. Um, All right, let's let's bounce over to passing yards. We'll hit this one quickly. I probably like Brady. I don't think they're going to have a deep running game for the Bucks. So Brady eight to one just seems kind of safe um, until he's awful and I'm proven wrong. I'm just betting on Brady. What do you guys think for that one? Do you have those lines pulled up, John? You want, you want me to read some of them? I had uh, Josh Allen most passing yards. Yeah, I know he's near the top though. I don't know what his odds are, but. Bovada's got him 12 to 1. I guess that I speaks for what I was saying about Diggs leading the league. 
I mean, who's their running back? <laughs> can, uh... Exactly my point. I mean, their biggest threat is the fact they just play in cold weather during the end of the season, and they they're playing in the wind and the cold, and sometimes you know passing can be a little tough. Imagine he was playing in a warm city or indoors; he would absolutely light it up even more. So I, I like I like Josh Allen. Oh, it's it's Devin Singletary. He's solid. I was thinking of the. Oh yeah, I was thinking of the Utah guy, Zach Moss. Devin Singletary, solid, but yeah, I, I get your point one. I took Brady because I think, like, I mean, he led the league last year, and I think he's just now starting to hit his prime. Like, he can only get better from here. <laughs> like in Tom Brady years, he's extremely young, so I think um, there's only up in like how do you go further up than leading the league last year? Also, um, I think. He's going to try to get a bunch of yards on purpose, too, because he's got to promote his clothing brand. Um, that way he can make some money so he can buy the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, other guys on the list, Herbert, 15-2, to two, Mahomes, same odds. Derek Carr, 10-1, to one, Stafford, 10-1, to one, Burrow, 11-1, to Rodgers, 14-1. to one. Dak at twelve to one is interesting. Um, Russ at fourteen to one. How do we feel about um, guys like Mahomes, like Mahomes losing out Tyree Kill, and you know Rogers losing Devonte Adams? Like, how much you think that hurts them to be in the mix for this losing those number one guys? I think record wise, I don't think I don't think it's going to matter to Rogers. He can make the bag of ch- chocolate chips on my counter, give him five hundred yards for the season. Uh, but I think maybe yardage-wise that hurts Rodgers. Mahomes, I think it's going to dent Mahomes. I think that's going to hurt him. But there's a solution coming into Kansas City that I'm I'm, I'm going to get to with the thing we go to oh, next. God. All right, well, what's next? Where are we going? All right, so next category. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and start with what I led with. So comeback player of the year. I like Juju at 16-1. to 1. Goes over to Kansas City. Uh, he's playing on a shorter deal, leaves Pittsburgh, uh, wants to prove his worth. He gets to play with Mahomes. He's he's still fairly young. Um, he's, he's very talented. He's a big stocky slot receiver who can run after the catch. He's got good hands. So uh, that one jumped out to me, 16-1, to 1, Juju, comeback player. What, you got, what else do you guys think for comeback player? I thought about Julio. Um, cause I met his mom at the AT&T store in Foley, Alabama one time. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, that's not a good enough reason. So I picked Baker Mayfield. Like I, I think oh, a lot gosh. of it's going to be like, he had a rough year last year and I think people kind of like Baker. I think there's a lot of people that don't really like him, but I think most people like him and, he like I think he's getting the benefit of being the guy that got ousted by Deshaun Watson, which I think gives you instant credibility. Like he's already a feel good story. All he has to do is have an above average to good year and he's gonna win it. He was hurt last year. I don't think he can be as bad as he was last year. I think there's a actual possibility that Baker could win it. 
appreciate that, Nick. Thank you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I hope that happens. We'll see. Um, you got it, John. I, I figured say, it was uh, time to say something nice. Thank you. Thank you. I, I will say, as someone who frequents the uh, the Panthers subreddit, I have, to Nick's point, I have seen a lot of Browns fans there that like Baker that are rooting for him. Um, and many who are just jumping ship completely because of the D- Deshaun thing. Uh, so he has... I can see that he does have a lot of support for people that do want to see him do well. Um, actually, I do want to take this opportunity to throw in my wand bomb because I think I may have something. And uh, just an update on the whole Bovada thing that I was working on when we started recording. <laughs> and that is I lost the connection to the chat and said I got an error. And now I can't get back to Bovada at all. So I think I broke Bovada <laughs> completely what I was doing. Um, now I can't even get the error or do anything at this point. So I think my that's my one bomb is that wow. if I try to make a bet tonight and can't log in, that may have been my fault. I'm sorry about that. Um, John, that's the federal but- government. <laughs> they they are asking me questions it's like have you ever deposited money and i said yes and then it's like oh, error no. occurred like, oh no this is what John. this is like this is what i get for trying to use these illegal platforms um so my comeback player of the year is uh similar to nick uh but i have a same team different player and uh that's my boy cmc finally hopefully staying healthy for 17 games. Okay. Um, I, his, his talent alone, <laughs> he is able to stay healthy. I know that's a huge if at this point after the last two years, but I'm going to also wish this one into existence because uh, if he does stay healthy, then I don't think there'd be anyone better than him and not a, a stronger candidate for this. So I got uh, my boy from Stanford, CMC, taking it home. I thought about taking Tom Brady just because he didn't make the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> that like he's he's prime. Like, it, it was a down year for him. And he retired too, right? That's extra comeback. He retired, yeah. quit football for like he quit football for like seventy two hours. That's a big deal. Yeah, if we really want to get into it. Yeah, I think then just him playing it all is something to be uh, commended. Uh, which we can segue into the to the next category, which is MVP. So uh, Brady is eight to one, I, I believe. Uh, last I looked, I'm... where's it at? Here we go, eight to one. So Brady's eight to one. Um, I think that's a, a solid contender. Herbert ten to one. Russ fourteen to one. Lamar twenty to one. But I think my my pick, I don't know about you guys, my pick would actually be, even though we spoke um, a little belittling of him er- earlier, um, I think it's Mahomes. I think the Chiefs are going to be good enough to to maybe pull out of that division, which I think is going to be one of the one of the best, if not the best, divisions in the NFL. And uh, if he can carry them, similar to how Rodgers has done the last few years and has given himself MVPs, I think Mahomes at nine to one is maybe our best bet there. What do you guys think? Well, didn't you just say that you thought Mahomes would take a hit with Tyreek? I did. Leave in town? So, but you still think he can win MVP then? I, yeah, I still do. Because I think that he's talented enough that even without his most electric playmaker from the last few seasons, he's still got Kelsey. He's still got Juju. Um, they're adding Valdez Scantling from Green Bay. 
Um, he's still got Andy Reid that he can uh, he can he can carry them to the division crown if he so chooses. Okay. For for my pick, I'm gonna let you kind of start this, Matt, without you even realizing it. Uh, can you just tell me who you think is the most overrated player in the NFL? Okay, uh, so that's here. It's okay. Oh we we talked God. about this All person right. a lot last year. No, you know what? Kristen's making tater tots or something. This might be a good time for me to just sign off one. How dare you pick Lamar Jackson to be your MVP? Lamar Jackson MVP playing Let's for a contract go. right now. Some of those games I watched last year were unbelievable. What he did playing quarterback. So I. I, for Matt and for Matt only, he is going to single-handedly win MVP, beat the Steelers twice this year. Matt's going to hate him more than he's ever hated anything when it comes to football. He's going to be like, okay, you know what? I'm actually liking the name of our field. I don't, that's how must, messed up he's going to get at the end of this. But Lamar <laughs> is going to take him the MVP award. What you Matt's got, Nick? the most old man dad white guy. I've ever heard Lamar Jackson. He's just overrated. Like I get that he's a good football player, but that's you, Matt. That's you. I, I'm actually over here doing breathing exercises. Um, I, I don't hate. Uh, I guess I don't hate the idea of Lamar in a contract year going after the MVP and playing well enough. But um, this is a test of our friendship. One I'm really having to. Meditate, relax myself. For you to pick, you'll come around. You'll come you around. To come on my podcast and pick Lamar as your MVP of this 2022 season. It's a strain. I'll be honest. Well, well, let me tell you a little secret, Matt. You don't ask me to come on this podcast to stroke your ego. You ask me to come on here to tell you how it really is, and sometimes you need to hear the hard truth. And that's Lamar is about to go off even more than he has, and. That's okay. Juan, remind me, what's what's our bet? When Lamar ah, – sorry, if Lamar wins the Super Bowl, um, what am I eating, a shoe? Yeah, you said if Lamar Jackson ever wins a Super Bowl, you're going to eat a shoe. Um, I don't care how you do that. I'll give you one year to eat the entire shoe so you can break it up, blend it, or do whatever you want. But, yeah, uh, you have to eat an entire shoe if he ever I, wins a Super Bowl. I, I was thinking of how – you know, I honey sautéed some uh, Brussels sprouts the other day. It was real good. I'm starting to think of all the ways that I could prepare that shoe, and then I—it's irrelevant because he's never going to win a Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. Consider uh, a crop. I, I feel like that'd be a good shoe to eat. Yeah, well, the rubbery texture—maybe it's like a overdone. It's fiber or something, but yeah, there you go. Um, so I—I I, I guess I don't hate the pick one, but this is again a test of our friendship because uh, for you to come on here and then just deliberately poke me with that uh, it hurts okay well sometimes you need the truth. i pick i pick josh allen i went kind of the same baker thing um where it's like people like him and i think it's kind of it's i think this may become you know how the nba mvp award is kind of like a all right somebody's won it a few times let's they're not going to win it again like let's give it to somebody else I think Josh Allen, as long as he has like a year that he had last year, 
leads the team to a winning record, like a great, like as long as they're like the one or two seed in the AFC, I think he wins it just on storyline. Like, ah, it's, it's time. It's time for Josh Allen. So that was my whole thing. I don't, I don't hate that pick. I mean, it's like we were talking about if Diggs wins, wins the receiving title, um, if Allen wins the passing title, that's a good bet. Yeah, I think he's just safe and likable. Like, people will vote for him just because they like him. He seems like a good dude. Buffalo's all behind him, uh, which I'm going to use that to segue into our league champions. So for this, I'm going to ask you guys just I, – I don't even care about the odds. Um, who do you guys like as um, your AFC and NFC champions for this season? Nick, I'm going to pass you first. All right. I've got for the AFC your New England Patriots. I think okay. Mac I know Jones, I've mentioned a couple times that I'm going to turn off the, the, the podcast here, but that, that might be it. How do we <laughs> no. mute someone else on this? I, Matt, I'm going to save this for posterity so I can go back later and be like, I told you so, and I'm not going to be braggadocio about it. It's going to be very matter of fact. I am a man of business. I take these things very seriously. Um, I think that the Patriots are a very good football team led by a very good coach with a very good, lean-looking quarterback. I think um, they've got a good running back. They've got a new wide receiver by way of Miami. Uh, Maybe some tampering going on, uh, you know, through Tom Brady, through Stephen Ross, to, I don't know, the GM maybe? I don't know. Maybe Tom Brady's helping us. I don't know what's going on over there. But I think we've got a very good team, and um, I think we're ready to uh, take the next step. We've had, you know, a couple off years, but I think we're back in the saddle. And then the Bucks oh right, on we'll the just, NFC because they're we'll just, just incredibly delete the good. last three and a half minutes. From the podcast where Nick I muted him. I don't even know what he said. Is he done talking? Well, I can keep going on if you want. Um, Matt, give me a thumbs up when he's done. All right. Hey, one, let's, let's, for posterity, let's document our favorite Matt Patricia offensive play calls from this 2022 season so that we can come back to him in January. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nick, I, I wish your team the best. Just remember that Jesse caught it. And um, we don't need your wishes. Okay. Well, <laughs> you need some positive thinking outside of the prediction you just gave. And then you said the Bucks, just to clarify, for one who was yes. had you on mute. Yes, they're very good. They've got that young quarterback. I think he's up and coming. <laughs> I think they're going to figure something out over there. All right. Wonderful. Juan, who you got? I'll say when I was looking at this, I really don't like many teams in the NFC. Like in the NFC, I was like struggling to, I just don't know if Brady and his age can, I mean, I think they'll be in the running, but I just don't like their chances. Um, So for me, I kind of just backed into the Rams again, just because I was like, well, why not? Even though I don't love it. It was more I just don't like the options. Now, in the AFC, I think there's some good contenders. I mean, I think 
my boy Lamar is going to be in the mix after he wins MVP. And we've talked up Josh Allen, the type of year that he's going to have. Um, for me, though, I had the Bills and the Rams both winning. So I think uh, even though I got Lamar winning MVP, I'm not saying he's winning the Super Bowl. I think Josh might be a little better in the playoffs. But uh, I think there's a couple of good contenders I like in the AFC. Um, and I definitely think the AFC is going to be a lot stronger this year, which is ironic, too, because I saw that you could place that bet on Bovada to see if you want NFC or AFC to win the Super Bowl right now. And the AFC was definitely favored, which made a lot of sense. So. Wow. Wait. Wow, that's crazy. So you, wait, hold on. So so your MVP doesn't even win the, his own conference? That, hey, the MVP is a regular <sighs> season award. All right, The MVP last year was Cooper Cup, and he didn't win it. So the MVP <laughs> is not even real. It's going to go to the best regular season quarterback. Uh, and as – uh, I'm pretty sure you also had Stefan Diggs as being the receiving leader. So, yes, Josh Allen will be throwing to who you have as the best wide receiver. I think that might make a difference in the playoffs. Yes. No, I'm, I'm with you, Juan, on, on the Bills. I think they're going to be pretty dang good. Um, I think I, That's my AFC pick. I picked the Bills to win the AFC. I think the combo of, of Diggs and Allen and <laughs> the guy we couldn't remember 15 minutes ago, Devin Singletary, McDermott, that defense – I think they're going to be uh, they're going to be pretty good, and then I'm with you, Nick, too. I think the Bucks, that young buck they got over there, Tom Brady. Uh, I felt like it was a He's cheat code, dude. Somebody. The other day, yeah, he, he has the potential to uh, really carve out a nice career for himself. Um, I cannot believe that they got Julio Jones. Like, there's a part of me that's like, that's one inserting a cheat code. That doesn't seem fair. I think Julio will be Matt, good. I talked to his mom about 10 years ago, and she seemed to think that yeah, How do you know that? I wanted to ask you that. I might just circle back to that. How did you know that was Julio Jones' mom in an AT&T? Did she just, like, advertise yeah. that to everyone? Like, how did... No. Well, so we went and me and my dad went to get phones, and we talked to the guy, and we, like, we liked the guy. So we were like, all right, we're going to come back later. We'll bring in our phones and stuff, blah, 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 blah. So we get there, and we ask for the guy. And the guy runs over and he's like, hey, you guys, I'm really sorry. That's Julio Jones' mom right there. I'll, I'll be right with you. And so we were like, okay, yeah, that, that's fair. And so then we just talked to her briefly. And she was very nice. She's a very nice lady. Okay. Was she also betting on games like Calvin Ridley or are we too far <laughs> removed from Atlanta for – the Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley jokes. I, I hope we're far enough away. Julio Jones is from Foley, Alabama, too. So, like, it makes sense. There. All right, well, let's uh, let's end on some, some bold predictions. I think I got all mine out. Oh, right. <laughs> you got yours? <laughs> what? <laughs> Now she's going to run the Wildcat. Patriots win the AFC. Yeah, I think we probably got them all. All right. So mine, actually, I'll, I'll start with this. Uh, so before I jumped on, I asked Caitlin what her bold prediction would be. I was like, hey, I got to go talk about some bold predictions. What was the first thing that comes to your mind? And the first thing she said was that, Deshaun right now has suspended six games. She said it's going to stay that way. And he, when he comes back in the seventh game, he's going to get a season-ending 
injury because oh. that is <laughs> double that. bold. <laughs> so if, if that it happens, just that it was her fault. Kind of like how Matt was sounds wishing like a, that for Josh Allen. Sounds like a vengeful Caitlin. I don't think she said that karma is a bitch part, but that makes it sound better. So, but she did say the rest. Yeah. Of them, so feed her some food. She sounds hangry. Uh. <laughs> I get hangry. That's what I sound like when I'm hangry. So my personal bowl predictions, which first one I said, and that's I think McCaffrey will play all 17 games this year. I know that's probably my biggest one. Uh, I understand that. Um, I said that I think Joe Burrow will throw the most TD passes in the NFL this year, which I think kind of goes to we were talking a little bit about Burrow before um, Jamar Chase. Uh, so I, I don't know if it'll happen, but it's it's a bold prediction. I could see that happening if someone told me at the end of the year. But like, yeah, I could I, I could see how that could possibly make its way. Um, I, I like that one. You got you got Burrow throwing to T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase, who is his college buddy, which we talked about earlier. The college connection that sounds great. Uh, another one I got, which based on predictions seemed to be a little uh, not in line with things, but I kind of hinted at this before, and that's I think the Denver Broncos will finish last in their division and finish well below 500. I, I'm not high on the Broncos this year, so I, I think bad news for the Broncos coming their way. And uh, the last one that I got is that, so Matt and I are planning to go to the Steelers game together on December 18th. And I think that both the quarterbacks for the Panthers and the Steelers in the game that we go to will be different than the quarterbacks who start the opening game. I don't know what, what that's even going to look like, but I just think for both of them will be different to be like when Matt and I are both just sitting there at some point during halftime, like what has our season gone to? Like what even happened? Like, I, I don't know. I, I just can see that happening. So, that's so the easy part for me is – it's Mitch starts the season and then it's Kenny by the time that December game hits. What so for you, is it Baker Sammy? Is it Baker PJ? Is it Baker Matt Corral? The most realistic one would be Sammy starts, um, just because he had he knows the playbook a little bit more. And I don't know if maybe they don't want Baker to start week one because it is against the Browns, just not to put that on him to going against his old team. Um, even though I'm sure no one would rather right, he's start. Def- he's definitely more playing than him. I could just see he's that playing against the Browns. They start Maybe they they, uh, they start Sam instead of Baker and then they make the switch. That's the most realistic situation. I, I don't think I don't think it'll go from Baker to Sam at any point. I kind of like all, all yours, right. John. Yeah, yours are fair. Mine are going to. I have one more written down, but I'm not saying it because it makes no sense. One that I wrote down. Uh, I'm not going to say that one. I'll say that after we're not recording. So I don't know why I put that. So. <laughs> It's a All right, well, I'll hit you with. I'll put it in the I'll, chat. I'll, I'll take I'll take it over from there. One, so I got a very um, lukewarm. It's not a hot take. It's very lukewarm. Um, I got the Texans ending up with the first pick in this upcoming draft. Speaking you, more clearly, you don't believe that, in, I think uh, the Texans are going to win. I like Davis Mills, but I, I honestly, I think the Texans are going to win two games over the next four months, um, which would not be enough to get you a, a, a decent draft pick. So I think the Texans are going to end up with the first overall pick. Getting a little warmer, I think Tomlin's going to get his much-discussed first losing season. 
I, I do believe he's in for a. Whoa. Uh, I have the I have the Steelers at seven and ten, which would put him at his first losing season. It's a seventeen game schedule. Traditionally, what would that be? Seven and nine, so it doesn't look as bad. Seven and ten, you get double digit losses. I think that's sort of what they're looking at there. Um, so getting a little warmer there, but I think uh, Nick would echo that with his Tomlin four win season, which is ludicrous. They're not going to win four games. Um, all right, getting a little hotter here. Danny Dimes of the New York Football Giants loses his job after Week Eight. They lose in Seattle, and I think he's out of a job. Wow, I'm real down on Danny Dimes this year too. Actually, so I, I can see that. I like it. I don't. I yeah. couldn't even tell you who their backup quarterbacks are. Maybe Mike. Mike. Maybe Mike Glennon is still up there in New York, but I think Week Eight they cut cut ties with the whole Daniel Jones experience, and they say, "Forget it, sit down." I'll be honest, the Giants are so bad that I kind of forgot they existed. Like, they did not come up once in this yeah, entire I, conversation. Like, that's impressive. I don't, I don't care to spend them. too much time with the entire NFC East. I, I do not care. I, guys, next time we do this, I have an idea. What if we have a list of all 32 NFL teams, and every time we mention one, we cross them off the list? And then at the very end, we read out the ones that we did not even talk about. <laughs> then That's we can keep idea. track we'll of who the posterity. most edible NFL teams are. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I feel idea. like it would probably be an NFC East team, considering it took us till the 64-minute mark to mention the uh, Giants. And I do not still believe we We didn't talk about the, the R-words. Yeah, the Notskins. Yeah, we didn't talk about them. We didn't talk about the Eagles. Um, we barely talked about the Cowboys. That's got to be the most forgettable division. Yeah. Speaking of divisions, all right. Here's we're heating up here on the hot takes here, fellas. Six of eight Western Division teams make the playoffs. God. I think the only two that don't get in are the Raiders and the Seahawks. I think the Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Rams, Cardinals, and Niners all make the playoffs. Dude, the AFC West mm. is so freaking good. Like, I was trying I mean, to if pick I, yeah, my if winner, I, and I could have picked any one of them. And it wouldn't have been un- yeah, if unreasonable. I, if I extrapolate that a little bit, I don't have an, an AFC West team winning fewer than 10 games. That's, yeah. I don't know how the math works with that, but yeah. Because, I mean, they have to play each other twice. Oh, I do. So I've run okay. the simulator. I believe yeah, I've, you. I've, I've, but you say you don't have them winning less than 10 games? I have the AFC West I mean, at 12 the Seahawks and 5, 10 and, 7, 10 and 7, 10 and 7. I got the Seahawks at 5. Oh, I thought you said NFC West. No. Yeah, so I think I, like, I think the six Seahawks of ten wins though. No, so I got six of eight um, Western Division teams making the playoffs, and then here's my hottest take. Juan, are you, are you sitting down? I can see that you are. You're I'm yawning. sitting. This will wake you up a little bit. All right, here's my hottest take. This one is is real, real hot, kind of spicy. Okay, so Matt Rule 
makes it longer than Christian McCaffrey this season. Like, so Christian McCaffrey has some missed time due to injury. But then Matt Rule quits before the end of the season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to sit down for this. Wait, wait. Say that again. You kind of lost me. What's happening first? Give me the order of events. I... Okay. So Matt Rule makes it McCaffrey longer gets than hurt? Christian McCaffrey because McCaffrey gets hurt. Pulls one of his hammies again for the 15th time. But Matt Rule quits before the end of the season. Says I'm out. I don't hate it. I, I will say on the Matt Rule topic, I do like the fact that he's actually brought in some experienced coaches at some of our other positions, and it's not just his his best friends from Baylor and Temple, which is not a good feeling at the NFL level when you just have coaches from Baylor and Temple running your team. <laughs> I, I don't think that that's, that was never a good sign from the beginning that I didn't that I absolutely hated it. So uh, he has brought in some additional talent, but uh, I how, how soon are we talking? Like, is McCaffrey going to make it at least half the season here? Like, is he going to be playing when we go to the game on December eighteenth? Oh, December? No. Heck no. So, All right. Well, we need to remember to wait being... to buy tickets then because it'll be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. No, this is more a scenario of like McCaffrey definitely goes three games, destroys his foot or whatever, and he decides that, uh, you know, he shuts it down for a few games. Meanwhile, Matt Rule is, you know, still hanging and – uh he decides after nine games, like, you know what? We're like a a four and five team. We're going nowhere. We have no quarterback. My running back's always hurt. And the Texas head coaching job is open. I'm going to go do that. Sorry, I'm out. Peace. Okay. I like it. I, I wouldn't be disappointed decides, at that point. <laughs> I'd take him. Can he come coach at Pittsburgh? <laughs> Hold on. You would rather have Matt Rule than Mike Tomlin? Is that what you're saying? Matt would rather have Jaw Rule nah. than Mike Tomlin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I'd entertain the idea. All right. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Any last, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, uh, any last bold predictions? Somebody wants to get off their chest before. I got a prop bet for you, Matt. More receiving yards: Kyle Pitts or Chase Claypool? Ooh, I love that. I got a stew on that one. That's good. I probably go pits. Y'all should make a very large wager. Ooh. I think y'all should make a very teacher, large wager on large this. Wager you're talking. I'm talking like wager. fifty thousand, maybe. Uh, oh, that's a little wager. Your, <laughs> send your money to me, and whoever is right, I will give. 48,000 of the other person's money, too. That seems fair. You got to 
collect some mm-hmm. for yourself. So how, how about this yeah, though? Matt? And I'm just making Let's sure that like nobody steals. That is fair. That you, you have the hardest part, Nick. So we have to entrust yeah. you. So that, that's a good idea, uh, Matt. Let's each come up with like ten things like that, like I just said, and give them to the other person to decide on, and see who at the end of the year can do better based on what the other person gave them. So like, if you make the other person mess up on like seven of the ten, obviously that was pretty good ones then because they were thinking the wrong thing. So try to like come up with things like, all right, who gets more receiving yards like that. And have the other person pick the situation and see kind of where it falls into. What do you think of that? Good exercise? Yeah, I think. I like it. Yeah, I think I'm going to get some more uh, clarification on that, but that sounds pretty good to me. We'll, we'll go over it later. Yeah. Hey, did you guys catch that, that my drug like reference? No, I no. didn't actually. I was waiting for you. I said you were aspirin for it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. On second thought, I, I did catch that, but that was weak. I was hoping for something a little more college level, man. That's like... What do you want? Nobody grade. knows drugs. <laughs> you wouldn't have even known. All right, g- give us a complicated one that goes above our head that we can't understand. Let's hear a What do you mean? One. Like just a drug name or like a... I don't, I I don't know. You said nobody drugs. knows... You, you said nobody knows drugs, like meaning that we wouldn't know if you used a more complicated one. So I wanted to hear a more complicated one. All right, Nick. I can here, pick some- here you go, Nick. Give me, give me a drug that when Tomlin loses his third straight challenge in Week Twelve, and he continues to throw the red flag at ridiculous calls, what can I take to appease myself and bring my blood pressure down? Cocaine. <laughs> Matt, you know what? I think um, you're a prime candidate for like uh, nitroglycerin. Your heart is just not going to be able to take it. You you get your uh, little pill, you swallow it, and uh, yeah, makes your heart work better. Is the short version of it. I think uh, you may you may be a candidate for that type of therapy. Normally, re- we reserve it for people at least like I don't know, sixty five and older with heart problems. But I think uh, after this year, you may be a prime suspect. Or hydralazine is used used as an as-needed um, blood pressure medication. This is why I'm, I don't want to talk about this. This is weird. I'm just talking about drugs. <laughs> well, <clears throat> hopefully I won't need to use any of those because um, when Najee's running the Wildcat, the Steelers will go all of um, 4 and 13 and – share Tomlin's first losing season as the Patriots go to the AFC championship and uh, it'll be a great season. Nicholas, I you believe you have Klonopin. some um, tacos. That's the drug. You need Klonopin. That's what you need. Very well. Nicholas, go check on your tacos, Al Pastor. Juan, thank, thank you. you. I'll talk to you gentlemen soon. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Go Lamar. Oh, 